Hailing from Eden, North Carolina, Tabitha Brown, America's mom, is an embodiment of positivity and wellness. She has captured the hearts of millions with her soothing voice and life-affirming content. The American actor and social media sensation harnesses the power of platforms like Facebook and TikTok to spread the joy of vegan cooking, her powerful motivational speaking, and the serenity of a balanced lifestyle. With millions of followers across the globe, Brown not only dishes out delectable vegan recipes, but also serves generous helpings of inspiration and personal empowerment. Tabitha Brown's foray into the public eye is not confined to social media. Her talents have flourished in the realm of acting with numerous appearances that showcase her versatility. She's an acclaimed author with a best-selling book, Feeding the Soul, because it's my business. Touching lives through its candid exploration of the human experience, veganism, and self-care. Her infectious enthusiasm and sage advice have earned her the prestigious NAACP Image Award for outstanding social media personality, emphasizing her impact as a cultural influencer. As a passionate advocate for plant-based living, Brown's advocacy extends beyond her words, shaping the market with her own line of seasoning blends, her own clothing that mirror her ethos of health and happiness. From hosting, producing, to voicing characters that charm audiences, her achievements are as varied as they are impressive. Tabitha Brown is much more than a media personality. She's a beacon of hope and a testament to the power of living with intention demonstrating that with kindness and passion, one can indeed feed the soul. How are you today, Tabitha? Thank you for joining us. Thank you. That was beautiful. I was like, who was with you then? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Absolutely. Oh, gosh, yes. Again, it's such a pleasure. It's an honor for us. And you, again, we, we really connected to the interview, Earn Your Leisure, and we mm-hmm. saw those business parts come out. And that's what we want to focus on today because our show is learning about the payroll part of it and some paychecks, just the money, making money as an owner, as, a, as an employee. And we empower those folks to learn a little bit more to better do their job. Mm-hmm. So our questions are going to really revolve around that. And we're curious about that. If you folks are curious about more about Tabitha, please go check her out. Her website is IamTabithaBrown.com. So the first one is, and it's the statement that we connected to, right? Because we have the t-shirt that Walt got on is our saying, trust but verify, right? But you said, I love you, but I don't trust you. And we want to know, like, how do you live that out on a day-to-day with your team? How does that really, how does that really look on a day-to-day basis? It has levels, right? Where I'm from, small town, North Carolina, and it, I didn't come from money. And everything that I have, me and my husband, we had to work very hard for. And so when you start from the bottom, literally, and work your way and create this own, your own foundation and your own success, and when that money comes, you guard that, right? And I want to check every bit, every balance. I'm, I'm checking it. And it, the thing about it is that it's not necessarily a, a, a person in particular that I don't trust. It's in a whole. When it comes right. to my money, it's like me and my husband, <laughs> I trust us. Yep, <laughs> yes, agree. Anybody who does not have my personal well-being, right? If, if my personal well-being is not there 
passion. I can't trust you. That means you could take from me. And I've had people over the years who've done that, who who either taken from me, tried to take from me, were not honest. And those were the things that caused me to really be more guarded when it comes to, to finances, right? And then also, honey, and I think I shared this, I watched Steve Harvey on Earn Your Leisure. That's right. Like, that man was supposed to be paying his taxes. He never was paying them taxes. That's right. And I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to, and I don't want to have to pay no debt, right? So you just have to be mindful. Also, when you're making so much money, all, like all of a sudden it's coming from multiple streams, you got to watch it. Because people, they look at that and they say, oh, they, they ain't paying attention to this stream of income. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm checking that one at three o'clock. Okay, but it's, it's going to get checked. I'm looking at everything. And so my team knows that. And I have an amazing team. And I've replaced people. I've moved people around until it felt right. And so I have an amazing business manager. And she knows I love her dearly. But she also knows, Tab, don't trust you. Girl, you know I love you, girl. But girl, you know I don't trust you. Honey, to no further than I can see you, I gotta, I'm gonna check, I'm gonna check the gate every day. And because I do have a gift. I remember I woke up in the middle of the night when it was maybe like midnight to maybe one in the morning. I sat up in the bed. I said, I felt money leave my account. I literally felt it in my sleep. I woke up, checked my account. And there was a large, mm. I say very large amount of money that had just disappeared from my account. I called her, woke her up. I said, honey, I am checking my account and this money is missing. I said, it woke me up out of my sleep. And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We forgot to email you. We paid taxes today. We did it early. And I know we had talked about because we meet every Friday to go over all my books. Every Friday. I ain't missing a Friday. And she was like, and I know we talked about it last week, but I didn't send you the reminder that we were going to do it this day. I said, oh, okay. So just know <laughs> it woke me up. Honey, the money woke me up out of my sleep. That's how I communicate. And I'm so honest with my people. I'd be like, y'all know, like I need to know. And also I need to know how much I'm going to make, how much is coming out, who needs to be paid. I want to see every bit of it. And everybody knows that. It's no secret about it. With respect. Right, there you know, with all due respect, and I'd be like, with all due respect for me, <laughs> <laughs> Tab got to check the gate. I got to make sure because I, I'm a provider for my family, right? And and I have a huge family that I'm also taking care of as well. So it just has to be an honest conversation. And I don't mind it. People will tell you all the time, honey, Tab don't mind talking about her money. <laughs> that's <laughs> so right. Like, now y'all know, right? So that's really it. That's where that came from. And I, I hope and pray to be that way. Forever. I don't ever want to get so comfortable that I don't check check in on my money. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Now, a perfect segue because you you made another statement, but when you were in Miami and you called daddy and you said, hey, I'm wasting your money. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you understood the value of money early on? Because that seems like really mature for Mm -hmm. a college student. Absolutely. I understood the value of hard work, Mm -hmm. right? Did work very hard. Ninth grade education, worked in a mill his whole life, 48 years. My daddy worked 48 years. He only missed 12 days of work in 48 years. Oh my God. And right there in the evening, Karen Stan, he was a hard worker. <clears throat> and I knew that 
me even going to college in Miami was a big deal for my family. And it, and it was, I had to get financial aid, but I also, the things that financial aid didn't cover, I knew my daddy had took money out to, to make sure I had it. And that's what I was thinking about. And I was like, man, my daddy worked too hard for me to be down here knowing that this is not it. And I'm a daddy's girl, right? Yeah. <laughs> my first job was with my daddy and my granddaddy, taking the trash at the churches or cleaning up at the veneer graphics or at the post office, right? And I'm saying I'm like six or seven. Oh, my gosh. So we learned early how to work and how to clean and do all these things, which were like second and third jobs that my, my daddy and my granddaddy had. Wow. And so I was like, I ain't going to be down here wasting my daddy money. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's where that came from. Thank you. So as far as when you became the employer, how did you come to the conclusion that you were going to pay your employees the way you were going to pay them? You don't have to get into the details of that, but what was that challenging? Was that exciting for you or does it get on your nerves? Like, how does that feel for you? I love to bless people. It's like one of my most favorite things. And being in entertainment, but also have worked in corporate, I worked in corporate America for years. And they are similar in ways, but different in ways, right? Similar in there's different levels. As an actor, I did extra work. That's the bottom, right? That's how they classify you at the bottom. You don't even get to eat with the main tech, right? (laughs) You eat last. I hated it. I always hated that. And I used to always say, when I get into a position of power where I can make a a decision and change, I'm never going to treat my people that way. Same as working in like call center, customer service, you at the bottom, then there's a coach, then there's an assistant supervisor, then there's a supervisor, then there's a manager, right? I used to just always see that and say, I want the way that people work is how they're treated. And I just knew that I wanted to treat people well in whatever I can afford to give. If, if it doesn't hurt me, I want to give a little bit more than what I can afford, right? Because there's a way to, oh, I can afford to do this, but you can also afford to bless on top of what you can afford. If I can, I want to do that. There's different ways. I have some people who are on salary and they get benefits and all the things. Then I have some people that I don't necessarily need you on salary. I need you sometimes. So then I pay them a day rate. But I'm always paying people enough to where they're excited to come and do the job. And that makes me feel well about what I'm doing. And a lot of people come to me and be like, hey, Tanner, people will be paying this out. And I'm like, oh, that's good. That's good. And my hope is that you will feel my love for you and my appreciation. Because I know that there's a million jobs in the world. But you decided to come and work with me. Not work for me. Work with me. And so I'm grateful for that. And so I'm just always wanting to show people that. And then you can do that in multiple ways, but the way this world works, how much you going to pay me? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I I do it those different ways. Good, good. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I, I know earlier you said that you're highly involved with the books and your financials. Is that also the same when it comes to any federal or state uh, laws revolving pay? Are you in, involved in those two or do you leave that to the people that you've hired on your team to handle those things? Oh, I leave that to the people. However, like when it comes to say, let's say like with Minimum wage increases, right? Those are the laws and we have to abide mm-hmm. by. When I had my restaurant, 
But in, in California, it was a increase that was happening that January. I think it was like, it had went to like maybe $15 or $14.75. I can't remember the exact amount. And I was like, we got to make sure we own this. I don't want no, right. <laughs> I don't want no mess coming back from it. Because there are some places where their waitresses, they pay that minimum three or $4 because they're like, oh, you get tips. I'm like, no, we're going to mm-hmm. skip them. $17 an hour or $15 an hour, whatever that minimum is, and them have their tips, right? Okay. That's just, to me, only fair, because what if some days a lot of customers don't come in and they don't get no tips? That's right. Well, how's somebody going to survive? Especially, it's, it's way too expensive. Mm. Uh, but those type of things I absolutely know about. They'll email me the updates. I have an HR person on my team, but then I also have my business manager. I have my attorneys. Honey, Tab don't want to be in nobody's truck. <laughs> I'd be like, y'all let me know what I need to know. But mm-hmm. having multiple businesses, you de- you have to have a team that you can trust to do their job, to do those things. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So now you mentioned a notebook, right? Like you use a notebook, but do you, have you leveraged technology as well to help you with managing all this? And do you keep the notebook to keep it honest? <laughs> <laughs> I use my phone. Every, everybody does. I'm sure calendar is there. My notes are there. But... Tab, literally, when I say I use notebooks, (laughs) are on my desk, because this is a real real life situation, okay? I keep notebooks. (laughs) So, yes. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I have different programs. So, you do use the technology as well, of course. Okay. Okay. And so, you mentioned folks have tried and have stolen from. How did you catch them? Well, one is cameras. Uh, (laughs) being able to see people being dishonest but also just you know when you're looking at information right if you're checking everything and something is missing listen if i got three dollars missing i want to know where. that's right that's right i had an accountant controller tell me one dollar one way could be a million the other that's right that's right and then also if it's three dollars today and Mm. tomorrow the day after that, if you do it every day for a long time and nobody paying attention, it adds up. That's right. So just making sure that I'm always checking. I have twice a year where we, when it's time to do taxes, because I pay them twice a year. And there's a, a printout, even though we go through it every Friday, I still get a printout of every transaction. And I redline, I go through. <laughs> it takes me days. And they know I'm going to do it. And then sometimes they come and I have them sit for you. Let's sit at the table. We're going to go through it together. But I just have to do that to have peace. And that's not just about distrust, but it's also, I want to make sure I'm doing things right. Spirit of excellence. Yeah. Yeah. And I also still approve every transaction, right? If there's something that needs to be paid, they have to email me and say, okay, this amount of money we need to pay to this company or this person. You ain't going to pay it until I say it's approved. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I guess another question I had, it was in the Earn Your Leisure episode. You you made a statement and it stuck out to me. You said, when you're not free, you look down on others, right? And I know what that represented, but how has that helped you as the business owner, employer in regard to your employees? Because you, you mentioned it earlier, you're not working for me, you're working with me. Mm-hmm. So that seems that to me like that you live by what you speak. Yeah. Freedom is the best gift we can give to ourselves. 
right? The the alertness and awareness to know that we are free. Because a lot of times we don't realize that we are because we have conformed in working for someone else out of survival, right? I did it. A lot of us do. I'm code switching to being one way at work and being free at home. And I always encourage my people to be free all the time, right? And when I see that they aren't, I encourage it. We have a conversation about it because the one thing I hate is that when a person is closed in, they can't really perform to the best of their ability, yeah. right? Now you're not even free to think for yourself. You're trying to think, what would they want me to do? Instead of what do you think is the right thing to do? What are your ideas telling you? Don't think about what I want. There's a reason that we hire people. It's because we believe in them. At least that's why I hire people. I see something special in you that I think could be amazing with me. I think that you can bring something amazing to the table. And so kindly reminding them of that without judging it, without making them feel bad about it, but just saying, hey, listen, you, you're free to do this your way. There are certain guidelines that we all have to do things on when it's a, a certain project, but you still have to bring you to it. And so be free in that. So I'm always encouraging and reminding my people to do that. I'm never going to be like, I'm not like a micromanager with the exception of my money. I'm not a micromanager, <laughs> <laughs> right? Not of people. I want people to be free. I have a, a girl who works with me and she's amazing. And she has come out of her shell so much in the last year from just from working together. And she talks about it. She's like, I just feel even more free. I feel so amazing. Even from cutting her hair. Of just feeling free to do that after having a conversation about it when we were on tour and to see her do that and just to see her kind of just be a new light it's it's inspiring to me i'm inspired by people every day and especially people that work with me so just encouraging encouraging others to and, and hopefully being an example every day for them awesome thank you that's awesome yeah, yeah. I had a question on the pay side, right? Have you had to pay other actors yet? And if so, it, I only I don't really know who. Just more on the SAG rules, and you did you have to now comply to different union rules be, for y'all? Well, it, my children's show Tab Time, right? Uh, Are certain SAG guidelines for that? So absolutely. And then on a personal, like I don't have, I haven't yet as this is the new year for me, that this is what I'm working on doing uh, more movies and TV shows, but I'm excited to be able to do that and, and give actors jobs. But I do a lot of like social media stuff where I have had actors and I pay them, but it's a different bracket. Right? Oh, like, it doesn't fall on. Oh, it doesn't fall under SAG rules. Yeah. Oh. So things like that, but I always pay them just because, right? Uh -huh. I'm like, well, you're going to get exposure, but also you're going to get this money because I want to make sure that you, or treat it well, right? That's awesome. That's awesome. This episode is presented by Time Track Go, the simply better employee time clock software that is going to make your life easier. In addition to the unique graphical employee time card that helps you quickly identify and fix mistakes, Time Track Go is excited to announce it's now compatible with QuickBooks Desktop, providing effortless data transfer and reduced errors. Track Go will not only save you time and money each week, 
but the easy to understand user interface and the ability to turn a tablet into a time clock will get you and your team up and going in just minutes. Find out what a simply better solution can do for your business. To learn more and sign up for your 14-day free trial, go to www.timetrackgo.com. That's www.timetrackgo.com. Or you can call 888-321-9922. That's 888-321-9922. So do you believe we get paid what we are worth or what we negotiate? You are never paid what you're worth. We're priceless. No amount of money, right? You pay what you negotiate, but you're paid what you will accept. Mm, Yes. Yes. Okay. How do you keep the people that you're in business with, or your clients, your sponsors, the folks who are paying you, how do you keep them honest? Oh, you hold them accountable, right? I keep them honest by being honest. When some don't feel right, I say it. If it's not in alignment with who I am, I'm not doing it. And I'm going to tell them, oh, honey, you know, I can't do that. Right? So you always bring it back to them. You never let it go. Right? I used to let it go when I wasn't free. I'd be like, inside it don't feel good, but I need this money. I don't care how much money it is. And this was even before I started really making the money I'm making now, right? When I came into this new life, and, and I say new life because I feel like God gave me a second chance and allowed me to take the layers off that I had put on myself and be who he created me to be. I wasn't making money when I first started, but I was being obedient and I wanted to be who he created me to be. And with that, when offers started to come in, they could be like $500, it could be not life-changing money. I still didn't accept it if it didn't feel right. If it wasn't in alignment, Mm. I could say no, right? And so when you make a choice to be free and be exactly who you are, um, that's how you keep other people around you honest. And if they're not ready to be honest, they flee. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that me and Wall have been have adapted the thought of radical transparency since we started this. We read a book early on by Ray Dalio, Principles, and we were just like radical transparency, radical honesty, and that's helped us, right? Because there's times we get into it and we're just like, hey, and that honesty keeps it, I don't know, respectful. We're able to get through it because of that, and I, I love that a lot. I, another one of those things that we I connected with. Now, with, with all the money talk, do you budget? Do you track? Yes. Is, is it important to you? Yeah, I budget. I have multiple different kinds of savings. I invest, right? You, I have savings for the kids, for my, for my son, trying to wait till he gets to a certain age to expose him to that kind of awareness and money. But me and Chance, like you said, we, we started in the notebook. We be budgeted. We always have. There's also in my mind, my business manager, she be like, Tap, you're not, you're, you're never going to go broke. That's what she be telling me. <laughs> Listen, I still 
below. And I also still act like I'm only making a certain amount of money. I don't care if it is more. I don't ever want to lose sight of that, right? Mm -hmm. I, I watched so many different documentaries and interviews of people who had millions and they blew it. That's right. They blew it, right? And Chance be like, we, we, we don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, it's just also humble beginnings. We come from Eden, North Carolina. What? No, we can't. Now, we do have our moments where we splurge and we enjoy life. Of course. But you don't do that every day. Yep. No, oh, no, honey, that ain't in the budget. We're not doing that. Chance will say, though, if he was here, he would say that I splurge on others more than I do myself. Because that's also like my my love language. I love giving. I love to receive gifts. And it's not about the gift. It's because it means I thought of you or you thought of me. Right. And so I do enjoy doing those things more so for other people than I do for myself. But absolutely. I that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, that made it. I always think about I learned in church one time that if you're not faithful in the little, you don't deserve the lot. So that. That helped keep me and my wife keeps me in line too. She's the realist. Like she's the pragmatic. She's no re reel it in, reel it in. Thank you for sharing that. It's cause, and we, and that's something that we're teaching in the show is that budgeting is important. You got to track to budget. 70% of Americans are live paycheck to paycheck. Yes. And, and look, Alyssa Milano, I hope it was her for real and not a deep fake, but Alyssa Milano po posted something recently and she was like, Hey, actors are falling that group too. She's there's only 1% of high earning actors. The rest of us are paycheck to paycheck. So we hurting out here in this writer's block and the writer's strike and all this stuff. She's like, please believe most of us are hurting. That was an eye opener for me because, again, you think, hey, Alyssa Milano been on TV for 25 years, 30 years. How are you paycheck to pay? And maybe she's not, but she's still being realist about it. It's happening, right? Because you got, I think it's 88% don't make 26000 a year. Of what? Of actors? Yeah. It what? Is. Because you got to think background actors. They're all actors that some of them do that for a living. In order to get benefits, you got to make at least 26000 a year. 88% don't make that. Wow. So that, that was the eye opener. With the strike. That was one of the things. It's, dang, we people can't even afford benefits to do what they love. Right. And a lot of people say, well, they just should go get a regular job or get another job. A lot of them do work other jobs. But also, why should they have to do that if the union should be paying them enough, but also giving them benefits? Right. So that's the whole. Issue. That is crazy. Wow. Hopefully it'll be over soon. Okay. And, and then we have a random question. Do and I think I want to ask this because there's an actor on TikTok that does, and it's a cool, it's a cool segment he does. I forget his name, very popular. And he like does pay, he like opens royalty checks. I forgot what he called it, but he like, oh, he's oh, didn't what does he say? Sizz, sizzler or lobster or something like that. What am I eating today with these checks? And I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, don't they direct the don't wouldn't they direct deposit? So can are royalty checks direct deposited? Can you get an option? No. I'm in the mail. Holy yeah. cow, that's a little archaic, wow. but okay. So your residual checks still they come in the mail. Live oh. check in the mail. I got about you gotta go deposit. That's crazy. Them, 35 cent, and then one of them was like five hundred dollars. I was like, ooh, got it. Do they? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they still come in the mail. That's crazy. Wow. And I saw your IMBD. I was like, 
Dang, Tabitha, you got a, a long old list. Congratulations. I'm like, golly, I, I knew some of them. I've been following you forever, but gosh, you got so much stuff. And I'm like eager to now. I'm like, oh, I'm going to watch all of it. Don't go yeah. watch all <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll start with the most recent stuff. Ooh, ooh, and congrats on the shy. The shy was like one of my favorite is my one of my favorite shows. Loved you there. And what you want to take the last one? Yeah. So, as a parent, seeing your kids in the workforce has the lessons you learned. Have you found yourself trying to protect them or trying to guide them to follow the same steps as you have, or are you just let them like, hey, you're on your own. Here you go. Like, how how are you handled that as a parent? It's a little bit of both, right? Yeah. You know, when they were here in the home, the, Leah, who's my stepdaughter, she's my bonus daughter, she stayed with us for a little while after college. And then Troy, of course, now she's 22. When they were here, it was a little different because Leah went to college and graduated. Troy's never wanted to go to college. Mm. So we knew that very early on. She's just, uh, school was just not her thing. And so she said she wanted to model, she wanted to do entertainment. And I was like, well, I can help you the way I can help you. Right. And so I had created a show, Very Good Mondays, where I highlight small businesses every Monday. And so I started that back in like 2019. And I said, listen, every Monday you're going to get on this show with me and we're going to review and bless small businesses, review their products. And this way, every week people will get to know your face. They'll start following you. Your numbers will grow. And then you can start doing your own brand deals. Right. And so that's what happened. She started to grow. People started to know her and she, her deal started to come in. And so then I told her, I said, now you don't have to do what mommy does, right? Because I do things differently. I have my own brand. You have to be mindful of what kind of brand you want to have. But you have to remember that once you put it out there, it's out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to switch and change it once you've created something that people are used to. And so she started doing her own deals and she she did great. And she still does them. She doesn't do as much. She's now starting to get more interested in business, behind the scenes, like skincare, things like that. And she knows she can call me to ask me different questions. And I got her, set her up with a business manager the same way, put her on a budget. Mm-hmm. And she made a lot of money very quick at a very young age. And I was like, but you can't, that money, if you don't have anything else coming in, that money will soon go away. And so then there also comes a point where they also want to figure it out on their own. You have to let them do that. And so the same like with the oldest, with Lita, she wanted to create her own businesses. She was doing like some sportswear and she's an athlete. So she was doing different things and I would try to help her as well. But then when I would get pushed back, she'd be like, no, I don't want to do it that way. I had to respect that. I had to respect it. Okay, you do it your way then, right? And if she ran into an issue or a problem, I absolutely would help her. Because a lot of times we have parents where they'll get upset if you don't do it their way, then they won't help you at all, right? I'm not that person, but I will let you go and fail because that's how we learn. That's right. Yes. Let me go fail, right? Yep. We have to fail to learn, right? Because failing is not the end all be all. Failing is a step. It's a step into success. And so I always try to give information, but I'm never going to take away their own life experience. They have to have that. Because the other thing about it is what I know is also changing. There's a new way coming. And the younger they are, they'll be able to teach me, right? The whole reason for 
a lot of my success is because my daughter came home from school and told me to watch a documentary on Netflix. My daughter told me to get on TikTok. I was TikTok. Like, mm -hmm. on TikTok with them kids. Because when it first came out, it was just like everybody's dancing on Dance, it. That's it. Yep. And she's the one who told me, no, mommy, listen, you know how you do your videos on Facebook? You can do your same thing on TikTok. It's just, it's only one minute because this is when it was only 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. So you can do recipes or you can do your inspiration talks and people will love you. You'll be like the TikTok mom. And I was like, girl, I don't know about that. She was right. I had to listen to her because she's that younger generation. They know what's happening on social media. And within literally the first week I went viral. In 30 days, I had a million followers from zero to 1 million in 30 days. A week after 2 million. And it just kept growing, but it was because I listened to my daughter, right? So we have to encourage them to do it their way with a little bit of guidelines, but also listen to them when they may want to teach us something. Amen. Wow, that's Amen. powerful, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you for that. And that, yeah, that would that wraps up the business stuff. Thank you so much for sharing with us. We we, I went through similar. My my daughter just went to has entered the workforce, and we're going through it with her too. She's twenty, school's not fitting right. She's trying. She's gonna hit. Listen, she's a fan as well. She follows you too, and she's excited. And she was like, "Oh my god!" And and, and talking. What's that? She's beautiful. Th oh, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You remember? You should, oh gosh, she's bigger now. And I, yeah, I got two more now. So yeah, it's, and they're not in the workforce, but they're like, when she got in, it, she got scammed interviews. And I was like, what, what's happening? I, w I was so mad at the process and she got so discouraged when it, and it's tough. It's so tough for them. That's why I was curious. I'm like, oh my gosh, Choice is out in the world already. How is she dealing with this? Like they just grow up so quick. Yeah. It's crazy. But we also have to trust that we've done our job. Amen. Mm. Yep. There's a bunch of things that we connected to. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. That we connected to. And one of them was like, keep being consistent, right? You said that in the book. And that's been our, I think, claim to fame is that no matter what, I was like, well, one listener or a million, we got to do this every week. We got to be consistent because I promise you that week that we fall off, like people are going to notice, listeners are going to notice. So that's helped us. Being authentic, that's, again, we connect to that because it's, it's helped us so much just, and it, it, it's, it's freeing in life to know that you're just living an honest life and you don't got to, what my mom always told me, you got to, if you always lying, you got to be real smart to cover all those lies <laughs> if you're always lying, right? So that's right. Yeah. What, no goal, just a dream, you said. And that, and that reminds us of faith without action. You got to, we got to do something. And, and this thing right here that keeps pulling us that we struggle, we like, oh my God, life is so hard right now. And my wife was the one that was like, because something big is coming. And she doesn't even talk like that. And so that's how I knew. I was like, whoa, holy, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you. Code switching. We did a show about that because me and Wall go through it, yeah. right? You got to be one way at work and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's taken, it's only now that I'm senior in my career that I can be more authentic. Maybe that's just how I thought about it, but I felt like I couldn't be authentic coming up in the career because it would stop my growth. I was scared to show that I'm a hip hop fan and, and I'm, you know, it's the vernacular and like my culture is a hip hop cult. I didn't even understand it was a culture till later on. Like why judge me for it? So we really connected with that. Um, ooh, how you do anything is how you do everything. 
what you said with going to, <laughs> you made me laugh. When you said you, you would always tell Chance, this is the one, this job is the one, this job is the one. It but, be fun, but I, I thought it was. What that told me was you approached it like it was how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. And that that don't that so that mean a lot. Oh, I found a fake Facebook page of yours. Unfortunately, do you know that these face these fake pages out there on with your name? Okay. Those are out there, honey. So um, many. Um, and what threw it all, because I think I was following it already. It said Tabitha Brown cooking. But the post they made had beef on the picture. And then I went and looked at the recipe. I said, all right, maybe it's vegan something. And I looked and I said, no, beef is, I was like, this ain't. And I commented, I blocked. I was like, well, you reported y'all. <laughs> Dude, I was so mad. And one um, of the things that stuck out for me is in, in your earlier, in the earlier Leisure episode, you said that, I think it started off with you saying that you were running from the gift. And my mom tells me that all the time. <laughs> like when someone is knows they have that unction on the inside of them, what is the determining factor that they can lean into to just go ahead and just lean into that, lean into that gift, lean into, into that calling that is on their life? What advice could you give them? It is scary, right? <clears throat> for me, I was born that way. All of us are. But it started happening for me very early at a very young age. And it was scary to think that people thought I was weird or crazy, right? Thank God that my mama knew uh, and always kind of made me feel okay about it. But I think that as an adult, because I try to pray it away, because it's a heavy burden sometimes. It feels like a, a burden to carry. But I think the moment that you realize that it is a gift, right? It is a gift that everyone doesn't have. We all have our own gifts. But this in particular is a special gift. The moment that we realize that we were chosen for that, I think it's an easier way to lean into it. Right. And the, the prayer is always for God to make it clear so that we understand the gift and how to use it. For me, I know that if I don't share something, once I see it in a dream or see it as I'm talking and sometimes it'll just appear in front of me or I'll hear it. If I don't release that to the person, I get sick. Like I get mm. the room spins. I have to lay down. I have to get it out of me. It's an obedience. So I always tell people, don't wait until that happens. Or if that's already happening, if you're experiencing sickness or weird feelings after you don't relay a message, then that's what it is. In order for that sickness to leave, you're going to have to start being obedient to the gift. So tr look, trust but verify. Trust the gift. <laughs> but verify, God, this is what you want me to do. And watch how it starts to change us, right? Watch how it changes you. When you start to be more obedient to it, you can feel yourself growing more confident. You, you become more open. And, it, and then it begins to increase, right? And then it doesn't feel like such a burden to carry. Now it becomes light for you, right? In two ways. It feels lighter and you become light. So Awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Before we let you get back to your Sunday tab, I have two requests. One, if there's a piece of advice that you could give people regarding their money matters, what would it be? 
And two, if you would honor us with closing the show. Absolutely. When it comes to money matters, it does, but it doesn't matter more than us, right? And so it's how we take care of ourselves and it's how we take care of our families. And if we honor ourselves and our families, then we will take care of our money the right way. So it doesn't matter how much you have or how little you have. We still honor it as, like you said before, treat it like it's huge, even if it's not yet, because you treat you and your family like they're huge, they're your everything. So let's make sure we're good stewards over our money so that we can continue to have it increase so that we can continue to be a blessing for our family. Amen. Amen. And then, you know what? I just thank y'all for having me. This is amazing. This is great. I feel like a, I went back home for a little bit. Then you came to Eden for a little bit, Brian. I yes. Agreed. Agreed. And until the next time, honey, y'all go about y'all business and have the most amazing day. But even if you can't have a good one, don't you dare go messing up nobody else's here. God bless y'all. I love y'all and I appreciate y'all. I love you too. Thank you so much. As we near the end of this episode, we like to extend our heartfelt gratitude to you for listening. Before we sign off, here are a couple of quick things. Don't forget to follow It's About Payroll on LinkedIn and It's About Your Paycheck on Facebook and TikTok. We love engaging with our audience and you'll be able to receive exclusive updates and behind the scenes content. Thank you for being a part of our payroll community and thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Until next time, Keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.